Welcome, our Joe Butts, I'm Gervasi Don. This is the Rorschach Georgia update for Thursday, the 30th of September, 2021. Every week we'll share the stuff happening in Soccer Velo to keep you updated on the big stuff. In late breaking news, pictures of a PowerPoint presentation supposedly from or by Otsneva was released showing its strategy in the election. Nobody knows if it's real, what it means. Some say it came from Gacharia, but it admits, fair or not, that Georgian dream leadership is not so popular. Ceremony dedicated to the 100th anniversary of the recognition of the Democratic Republic of Georgia by France was held on Sunday the 26th. Georgian President Salome Zurbashvili awarded Georgian Vice Colonel Dmitry Amilakhvari the Order of National Hero posthumously. The national award was presented to descendants of Amilakhvari. Following day, the Georgian flag flew at half-mast as 28 years had passed since the fall of Sukhumi. To pay tribute to the victims of the armed conflict, Georgian government officials and diplomatic mission representatives laid wreaths at Hero Square. We have a link in the photo archive of images captured between 1992 and 93 in our show notes. Last Thursday, the 23rd of Memorial, dedicated to those who went missing in the Georgia-Russia armed conflicts, was unveiled on Tamarashvili Street in Tbilisi. The design of the memorials was created by families of missing persons. The project was supported by the Office of the State Minister of Georgia for Reconciliation and Civic Equality and the International Committee of the Red Cross. Upcoming local municipal elections are only a few days away. As you well know, a total of 42 political parties and 76 initiative groups are running in the elections. Majoritarian candidates must obtain over 40% of the ballot votes cast and candidates for mayor over 50%. Otherwise, a second round will be held within four weeks. On Monday, former Georgian President Misha Saakashvili posted a photo of the planned Kiev-Tbilisi flight on his social media platforms. Flight is scheduled on the day of elections. In his post, Saakashvili called on voters to support the opposition by post-election street protests, of course. As we mentioned a few shows back, Misha faces several criminal charges, such as the violent dispersal of anti-government protests on the 7th of November and raiding of TV channels by Imedi by riot police. In her statement published on Wednesday the 29th, members of the European Parliament, Viola von Kramen, said that in such a political environment, Saakashvili's desire to return to Georgia on the day of the election will not serve the interests of Georgia. As such, a move will further deepen the crisis and create unnecessary tension and damage the democratic image of the country. She's right, of course. Not that Misha actually intends to come back. It's just making noise, which she confuses with being involved in politics. According to the EU-mediated agreement signed back in April of this year, Otsneba has to accept the holding of repeat parliamentary elections in 2022 if the party receives less than 43% of the votes in the October municipal elections. On Tuesday, the 28th, Transparency International published an interim report. According to the report, misuse of administrative resources during the election process and politicization of public institutions remain key challenges for the election environment in the country. Following day, EU Observer published an article about the possibility of suspending visa-free travel to the EU for Georgia, naming the unlawful residency and unfound asylum claims as reasons for suspension. Foreign Minister David Zalkaliani responded to the article saying, note that the EU will not be suspending visa-free regime for the country. Okay. On the 24th of September, the Asian Development Bank approved a 15 million U.S. dollar loan to support Georgia to procure COVID-19 vaccines. The project is financed through ADB's $9 billion Asian Pacific Vaccine Access Facility and serves to support Georgia's national vaccines deployment plan. 
Speaking of vaccinations, this week the head of Infectious Diseases and AIDS Center of Tbilisi Tengiz Tertuadze announced that a certain portion of Pfizer vaccines may spoil because of low demand in the country. The rate of immunization has drastically dropped. About 10,000 individuals have received the coronavirus vaccine over the past few days, while the figure stood at 20,000 and more at the beginning of the month. As of this week, about 25% of Georgia's adult population has been fully vaccinated. The country's daily confirmed cases of coronavirus remain at 1,500 to 2,000. The majority of confirmed cases are reported in Tbilisi, Imereti, and Cajeti. Last week on Friday, the Labor Inspection Service, the Georgian Health Ministry, found that in the vast majority of COVID clinics, salaries of doctors are unequally distributed, and in some hospitals, employees have not received any vaccination or medical leave payment in recent months. The hospitals have been fined, and they will have to compensate employees for all losses. Despite the lack of vaccination, in-person school will resume in Georgia starting the 4th of October as coronavirus daily cases are decreasing. The new academic year began in Georgia on the 15th of September. However, due to the severe epidemic situation, the government decided to postpone in-person studies. On Sunday the 26th, over 200 Georgians and international tourists were evacuated from Tusheti, the individuals were stuck in Tusheti after heavy rain damaged the road. Several border police helicopters were involved in the rescue operation, which lasted for a couple of days. People were brought to Telavi, a nearby town in Cajeti. As you may know, the road leading to Tusheti mountain area is among the world's most dangerous roads. On Tuesday the 28th, the 51-kilometer road connecting the two regions of Zemo Imereti and Racha opened. The road shortens the distance between the two regions by 80 kilometers. According to Prime Minister Karabashvili, it is now possible to travel from Tbilisi to Racha in about three hours. The project was financed from the state budget. As estimated, cost exceeded 110 million lati, which is about 36 million U.S. dollars. On Wednesday, the 29th, the world's first wine blockchain consortium was established through partnership between Georgian National Wine Agency and Norway-based blockchain trading platform WIV Technology. According to Salome Zurabashvili, the consortium will help verify the quality of wine, increase the marketing efficiency, and support female winemakers in Georgia by offering programs and training courses for them. Construction of a new landfill has finished in Ajada. The new landfill is located in Tsetschlauri, 45 kilometers north of Batumi, and was built as part of the solid waste management project of Batumi. The total cost of the project was 7 million euros, or 8,000 bucks, and was financed by the EBRD and Swedish International Development Cooperation Agency. Two existing landfills in the city of Batumi and Kobaleti will close once the new landfill starts working at full capacity. On the 26th of December, Georgian judoka Tato Griglashvili claimed gold at the Zagreb Grand Prix in Croatia after defeating his Brazilian rival Guilherme Schmidt in the under-81 kilo category. Remember Nona Gaprindashvili's lawsuit against Netflix requesting removal of the disputed episode of Queen's Gamut and demanding $5 million U.S. million? This week, Netflix refused to remove the disputed reference to Gaprindashvili. According to a spokesperson for Netflix, the company believes that the claims made by the Georgian chess player have no merit and they will defend the case. We'll see what happens. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show and your favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going down here in Sacarvelo. Also, if you want to share any big news or events with us, let us know. You can email us at podcast at Rorschach.com. Nachmanis. Nachmanis.